Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Military issues are now more prominently of interest for Canadians because we are aware of what, of course, is going on in Ukraine. And so uh, Maru Poling had a look at what the Canadian point of view is, or the people of Canada feel, about federal government spending on defense. John Wright is the senior vice president of Maru. John, thank you very much uh, for coming on the program. You did this for the Queen's University School of Policy Studies and Maru Public Opinion. And you found that, I found this interesting, a 67% majority agree that the Russian invasion of Ukraine has made them want to see Canada spend more on its military capabilities. What are we saying exactly? Well, I'm actually surprised it's not higher. Um, I mean, what we're seeing right now is that the Canadian public is fully engaged in watching what's going on. And certainly, as you know, this is the most prolific um, circumstance that we probably ever had um, in terms of communicating what's going on, not only on the ground, but diplomatically and with our own NATO allies. I mean, when you have President Zelensky, you know, making addresses everywhere from the Grammys to the House of Commons to the Congress um, to every major outlet in the world, pretty much. Uh, it's picked up by social media now um, and every other network. So it's it's in our face all the time. It's it's led to a very heightened awareness, but also a very heightened engagement in military issues as far as Canada is concerned. Yeah, and I've talked to a number of people, John, who've also said that they understand and recognize the protection of the United States, notwithstanding, and their massive military being on our side and have covered our backsides for a long, long time. People still are having a sense that, well, there's some vulnerability here. China and Russia have both expressed interest in the Arctic, and uh, maybe we should be better equipped. And you have, uh, what is it, a majority of people believing that we should spend, not only uh, do they believe that we should be doing more, creating more uh, options for the military, but spending more and meeting our our NATO obligations, which we're not doing. Yeah, you were absolutely right to um, to put in a framework that we live next door to the biggest military power in the world. A lot of Canadians have felt that, you know, they'll always protect us. Um, but um, you, you trade this off against certain things. So nowadays we have things like sovereignty in the north, as you rightly said. We have obligations with NATO and with um, our other allies at NORAD. I mean, there's a, a constellation of things that Canada should or can be involved with. And that's traded off against what that money could be used for other things, social um, concerns, health care, other investment issues in our own country. And so when you pose a question like this, you have to give both sides of it. And we found, again, I think because of the heightened awareness of what's going on, we found three quarters of people basically said, look, even though the United States is next door, we want to have a robust and independent um, military. We want to be able to protect our north and we want to be with our allies. And if that costs 20 to $25 billion a year, which in fact is what the parliamentary budget officer said there should be for about a decade to make up what we're supposed to at the 2% of GDP with our NATO allies, then that's where we want to be versus the 20 to $25 billion that could be used for healthcare and a bunch of other things. So when you put that contrast and ask Canadians to make that choice, you have three quarters who say, we want to put it in the military and make sure that we're independent more so than just being neighbors to the United States or 
um, the other 25% who basically say, we'd like to take that money and invest it in other things in our own country. So that's the contrast you have to make. That's a choice. And three quarters of the public, in fact, is making the choice to have more military um, as opposed to investments in programs. You know, what I always find uh, fascinating is when we can get 80% of Canadians to agree on anything. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we'd have difficulty getting 80% of Canadians to agree that today is Saturday. But here we have a majority of 80% in your polling showing that the Canadian government's purchase of the F-35 fighter jets is the right thing to do. Eight out of ten. Yeah, and again, you and I, I think, talked about the polling that I'd done during the Afghanistan war and talked about the F-35 that's been around for quite a while. And that number was about 60%. I would think about 10 to 15 years ago in that you know, in that range. Um, and it's certainly, again, it's higher now where we've got eight and 10 who say that it was the right decision to make, even though it's going to cost us a lot of money over the longer term, mainly because we have a, a very, very focused public right now. I can't, I can't underscore this enough. It, it, whether it's our household where, you know, CTV, CBC, or CNN is on almost all the time to one of these channels or whether it's social media or whether, you know, we're looking at the horrific circumstances that are taking place in, um, you know, Maripol or any of the other cities uh, in, in the Ukraine or even the demonstrations that are taking place in our own backyard at the consulates. We are engaged in something that's never been to this level or dimension. So it's not surprising to me that we're getting a big response to a lot of these numbers, but still it's the highest numbers that I've seen probably in polling in 20 years. So also interesting here, and this is a big number as well, and I kind of like this idea. It's something that I've been talking about for years, not recently, but I certainly have talked about it many times over the years. 71% of Canadians agree that every Canadian resident should have, I'm quoting from your release, an opportunity after graduating high school to join the Canadian Armed Forces Reserves for a minimum of two years, in return for which they would receive a voucher to pay the fees for their first four years of post-secondary college or university education. We're not talking regular forces here, right? Talking about reserves. Yeah, and I think there's a, a an underlying issue here for the forces, and that is that we are kind of running out of people. You and I know that the, as the baby boom has gone through, it leaves in the backwash a, 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 a country which doesn't have as many people. Um, and it has to beef it up through immigration over over the years. And what we're lacking right now through the recruitment of the military is actually skill sets as opposed to uh, people who are uh, of the profession of arms. In other words, there's two sides to this. There's the profession of arms and there's the profession of skills. And I think there's um, there's room here where there's a big difference between the contractors who you need on an air base to you know, pave the roads and make sure that the potholes are, you know, taken care of or the engineering is is being taken care of for the planes to, to or the aircraft to look after them versus those who are trained to be in combat. Those have usually been stuck together. If you want to go and be with the military, you got to go to basic training. You have to know all of those sort of things. I think there's a, a feeling not only in this country, but in other countries that there is a split and that the more people that um, are retiring from the service now at 60 years of age or younger, we need to backfill those skills. So 
this is a potential recruitment. This is potential for the 18 to 35 year old groups. You're right, it is reserved, but it also brings into a different level of participation where it's not so much the, the profession of arms as it is wearing a uniform, be part of the profession of skills, which in fact do those things that need to be done. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.